0: Now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords. Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning,
1: Adam. Good morning, Lena. Happy Thursday. I now want coffee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always want coffee, but uh, hmm. never this early in the morning. Usually, after the show, I start getting the real cravings for coffee. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm too busy writing up uh, and researching the script for our show for our segment. It's so, funny uh, yeah.
0: because uh, for me, priorities are coffee first and then everything else ah. everything else including my job
1: <laughs> yeah I mean it It changes day by day but uh, yeah the majority of the times is usually <laughs> after our segment I started to crave coffee but today it's now. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> listeners, give us your two cents on the topic, too. Thoughts and feelings about coffee. We feel pretty passionately about it on our morning show, as you can imagine why. Give us your two cents on your coffee consumption habits. In the meantime, let's jump into keyword news. We're going to try to clarify some major headlines for our listeners. And this is our first pick of the day. Greenbelt revision. Greenbelt revision. So the government has announced a plan to significantly lift restrictions on green belts, especially outside the capital region. This will be the first time in 20 years for green belt zones to be completely overhauled. Uh, tell us the plan.
1: Right. So President Yoon actually made the announcement during a town hall meeting in Ulsan. This will mark the first, as you said, major change since uh, such limited development zones were completely lifted in seven small and medium sized cities from 2001 to 2003. He also Vowed to deregulate the use of farmland as well, including uh, by easing uh, procedures to run smart farms and these uh, vertical farms that have taken uh, flight lately. Now, green belts were initially set up in the 1970s around four t- uh, 14 cities covering over 5% of the country's land. Since then, of course, due to various development projects, the green belt area has been reduced to about 3.8% of the country, mostly outside of the capital. Region now, local governments can push forward with regional projects without the green belt area. Uh, they need to use being counted against their overall allowed development space. So a little bit more leeway now. This is particularly important for areas outside the capital, where green belts make up, of course, a significant portion. Uh, of the land. Even projects in areas considered environmentally valuable could also be allowed to proceed, provided alternative land is designated as new green belt belt space. Now, the government aims to make these changes quickly, hoping to start projects by 2025. They believe this will encourage more industry and housing developments, of course, leading to more investment and moving the economy. However, there are concerns that these changes could be misused. Furthermore, to avoid overly strict land use rules, the government plans to introduce a system where all regulations are reviewed every five years to decide if they should continue. They also plan to make it easier to expand existing factories and allow small cafes and bakeries in less environmentally sensitive areas. Restrictions on setting up alternative schools and certain types of lodging uh, and accommodation in Greenbelt areas um, is also uh, going to be relaxed uh, trying to mm. uh, probably uh, encourage some tourism to these areas as well
0: okay so easing those green build regulations will allow local governments to decide on these projects more freely um, without going through hoops so we'll wait and see how the plan pan- uh, pans out let's turn yeah. our attention to our second keyword of the day defectors to residents. So efforts to improve the lives of North Korean defectors living here in South Korea, the government exploring inclusive policies for these North Korean defectors, including changes in terminology to describe them. What's the latest, Adam?
1: Right. So the Presidential Committee on National Unity uh, launched a special committee itself to look into the policies. The committee highlighted that the majority of the approximately 34,000 defectors who arrived in South Korea since the 1990s have settled into local communities, emphasizing the need for policies that support their self-reliance and integration rather than Mere management. So uh, it's kind of an effort to not hold their hands in life in South Korea, but so that they can get up on their own two feet. Now it aims to refine policies focusing on improving service delivery systems, enhancing social perception, and creating a better living environment for these. Uh, defectors this also includes strengthening the roles of local governments reviewing the north korean refugees act supporting education for children born in third countries and improving job opportunities through various training programs Now, would also includes referring to defectors as north uh, background residents as it's roughly translated um, to en- uh, english now defectors mm. Sometimes it has a little bit of a stigma attached to it, um, a lot of negative connotations sometimes Mm -hmm. when it comes to critics of these defectors uh, and just uh, socially... Um, kind of uh, seen as a kind of a, a derogatory term, I guess, for these people coming uh, to South Korea. Now, the term North background residence is intended to kind of signify a step beyond uh, mere defection so that they mm. are considered, uh, you know, um, residents of this country. Right. Now, however, there is great concern uh, still, over the negative social perceptions towards these North background residents, which could hinder future social integration efforts, especially in the context of eventual unification. Uh, the Unification Ministry also pledged to establish a North Korean Defectors Day on July 14th, aligning with the enactment date of the North Korean Refugees Act.
0: Mm. I'm not quite sure if it's conducive to this conversation, but because inclusivity will become an increasingly relevant topic for South Korea, especially if we allow more foreigners to live here, we might not need to rely on the workforce, or even eh, our perceptions towards joseon for example, these Chinese native Koreans, so to speak. I've seen conversations uh, brewing up in that department saying they want to be just referred to as Koreans. um, But... These are all conversations, I think, happening in a timely fashion, right? Maybe even late. Yeah,
1: Mm. Yeah. so uh, this all comes amid kind of efforts to align against North Korea in a way, so trying to make South Korea a little bit more attractive, maybe, for mm, North mm, Koreans. I'm not trying to speculate anything here, but uh, it is, um, it is tend- this tends to be kind of a trend for conservative governments in Korea where they mm. uh, spruce up the image of South Korea to make it more uh, appealing mm. uh, for possibly potential North Korean defectors while at the same time mm. um, highlighting the kind of dismay of life uh and the, dis- uh, and the distress that North Koreans go through in North Korea life as well to the North Korean people living there. Mm. Uh, again, uh, part of the hardline stance against the North.
0: Okay, so those are the political and social angles of that story. Let's move on to our third keyword of the day. Korea-Japan meeting. So, Foreign Minister Jotayar has held talks with his Japanese counterpart on the margins of the G20 foreign minister's meeting in Brazil. Uh, As you can imagine, North Korea was definitely on its agenda. What did they discuss?
1: Yeah, so this was actually the first time they met for, uh, face-to-face. Uh, they did hold, hold phone talks about a month ago, uh, but they have followed up with a face-to-face meeting. They agreed to continue working together on issues, of course, related uh, to North Korea. They talked about the North's human rights issues, including the issues of Japanese nationals abducted by the North decades ago. That's still a an unresolved issue. That's, lean, uh, that's of course, been the source of tensions between the two countries. They also agreed to maintain close communication considering next year marks the 60th anniversary of the normalization of diplomatic relations between Korea and Japan. Uh, The ministers welcomed the ongoing communication between the two countries' diplomatic authorities, and they also agreed to hold uh, security talks, which resumed last year at an appropriate time this year. Um, Now, Kamikawa said uh, she is eager to further broaden cooperation in a wide range of fields and deepen bilateral coordination this year, but she still alluded to some sore points uh, between the two countries she expressed strong regrets over the the distribution of funds deposited by um, well, not directly by, but uh, ordered b- uh, by Hitachi, as, uh, as you said, by a court to the plaintiffs in a forced labor lawsuit. It was something we reported on uh, not mm-hmm. so long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't directly paid by the company, but the plaintiffs managed to get it in the form of a compensation that the firm paid in collateral to the Seoul Central District Court. I won't go into too much details again. Um, she said it unfairly disadvantages Japanese companies. So, again reiterating the kind of um, discontent of the japanese government after that news came out and she also in another kind of sore spot reiterated tokyo's position on the tokdo issue as well claiming the island as japan's inherent territory both historically and under international law this came as japan actually marks today as what it calls takashima day um, today, as well, February 22nd. So, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. despite all these efforts by the UN administration to better relations with Tokyo, all these kind of historical and territorial disputes are still uh, pretty uh, much uh. unresolved and um, yeah, are at the forefront of these sore diplomatic relations.
0: All right. It it sounds like more of the same, but we must continuously bring it up, right? I, I know we sound like a broken record, but it, it remains a heated topic. So how about leaving yeah. it there? Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, vacuum in the medical services already raising red flags. Let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Medical chaos. So it turns out about two thirds of trainee doctors have left their positions in opposition to the government's plan to increase medical school admissions. Despite the government's hardline stance threatening to even revoke medical licenses, the collective action has not been stopped. What's the latest, Adam?
1: Right, so medical students actually uh, in medical schools have also begun a widespread Mm -hmm. boycott with nearly 9,000 applying for leaves of absence and class boycotts are also spreading as well. So it's not just the active medical staff, but also those aspiring to be as well, the medical students. Now, the medical community's turn away from patients has increased patient suffering with some major hospitals uh, postponing appointments, surgeries, what not, scheduled for early March. Uh, the government has taken a tough stance, indicating it will conduct criminal investigations against those leading the um, collective action, but they're falling on deaf ears. Uh, the health ministry reported that as of 10 p.m. Tuesday, over 71% of residents... Uh, That's about 8,800 across major training hospitals across the country have submitted their resignations. Uh, Now, these 100 hospitals employ about 95% of all 13,000 residents nationwide. Now, 63... Uh, 0.1% of these residents have actually left their posts. The ministry has issued work resumption orders to about half of them, Mm. uh, but uh, nothing um, much is being done about that. The chairman of the Korean Intern Resident Association said this issue could last more than a year, so they're pretty much... Putting their feet down, the ministry expressed regret and concern, stating the medical community's prioritisation of their rights over the lives of patients is alarming. Uh, It also said negotiating to reduce the expansion plan using patients as bargaining chips is unacceptable. So the government said it is willing to talk, but not willing to talk if they're... Uh, Holding patients' lives uh, as hostage. Now, the government has announced it will take strict action against those leading the collective action um, and this could result in some criminal prosecution as well. Uh, Various ministries and uh, police have also announced the same. Um, Now, the standoff between the government and the medical community has raised concerns about a protected uh, crisis. Major hospitals in Seoul have reduced surgeries by at least 30% to 50% and have assigned professors to emergency and night shift Uh, Hospitals have been postponing non-urgent treatments and surgeries as much as possible, focusing on emergency and critical patients. Uh, This has, of course, all led to patients' uh, complaints growing as well.
0: Uh, We're hearing some of the biggest hospitals in Korea have already postponed more than half of their scheduled surgeries, right? So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, We knew that the consequences will will fall on the patients, as you've alluded to, but it might only just get worse. There doesn't seem to be a a quick solve to this, or at least a way to get both sides to sit down.
1: Yeah, especially when both sides are being pretty strong in their opinions uh, and adamant uh, and trying to get their point of view across. Uh, So... Yeah, it's only going to lead to more suffering for the patients. And um, Mm. so there's even some communities online uh, posting, you know, hospitals where uh, a lot of these appointments and surgeries uh, are being postponed. So basically, people who are sick uh, don't waste their time Mm. making a trip for nothing.
0: All right, let's move on to our final keyword of the day. Pension reform. So the KDI has proposed a new pension system to cover pension benefits while maintaining financial stability. Uh, tell us the details.
1: This is a bit of a complicated one, so yourself. Say. But uh, <laughs> I'll try and keep it as simple as possible, but it's not really a simple uh, solution or, or, or detail. Now, it suggested dividing the national pension into a new and old pension system to ensure that it continues to be viable, basically. Of course, the K- uh, the National Pension Service is suffering from financial difficulties, and so the KDI, uh, this uh, research institute, is trying to um, propose a policy where uh, it remains financially viable. Now, uh, the idea is to give only give back pension amounts equivalent to the insurance premiums paid and the profits from fund investments for the new pension. Now, for the old pension, which covers the payments promised to current generations. The proposal includes solving the funding shortfall with a 609 trillion one injection from the general budget. The KDI predicts the national pensions funds will run out in 30 years. Now, to maintain promised benefits, the insurance rate would need to increase from 9 percent to about 35 percent, surpassing the highest public pension insurance rate within the OECD currently held by Italy. The KDI study highlights that the issue with the current system primarily stems from the previous, Previous generations, what's known as expected return ratio being greater than one, meaning the total promised pension benefits exceed the sum of paid premiums and expected fund returns. Now the researchers propose introducing a new pension with a guaranteed expected ratio return ratio of one, where all premiums paid after the reform contribute to the pension fund, ensuring future pensions um, at this ratio so basically what all this means is that Mm. people still pay premiums as it is now for the generations uh, uh, who are subject to it now but the government kind of um, feeds in some funding as well so that future generations like you and I later on Mm. will have our pensions guaranteed when we need it rather than the pension coffers depleting by the time we are eligible uh, for them so Mm -hmm. that's what all this basically means (laughs) (laughs) we've run out of time so i've got it short
0: (laughs) thank you so much for today's coverage we
1: appreciate it i'll see you tomorrow you're very welcome see you tomorrow